Blog Talk Radio. I should laugh, but I cry because your love has passed me by. You took me by surprise. You didn't realize that I was waiting. Time goes slowly, but carries on, and now the Come and gone, you took me by surprise. I didn't realize that you were lying. Lying, you did it to me. Lying, you took away everything I had. You put the hurt on me. Go alone now, calling your name After losing at the game You took me by surprise I didn't realize that you were laughing Hello everybody and welcome to Fred and Steve Normally we don't deal with being pissed off, but this time we're going to make an exception because Fred got anally raped by some motherfuckers on fucking bullshit this week, (laughs) and there's one thing I hate is fucking price jackers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fucking movie that cost, uh, what, $10 like a week ago, now costs like 200 (laughs) Because it's out of print or because someone died? As soon as any movie's out of print, motherfuckers are going to be buying up every copy they could and then just... Reselling it on eBay or some shit. big company like Shout, like Sonny Boy. No one was buying the motherfucker. But then the second it went out of print, motherfucker vanished within two or three weeks. Now you can't get it for under 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, and that's my experience with uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. They shall uh, announce they're discontinuing it. I had it on order. Yeah. (laughs) I had it on order. As popular as it is, it's going to go back into print pretty goddamn soon. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, but it was like it had some sweet so. fucking it's features. It's that popular, man. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of the more popular sequels in horror franchises. You know, so, because it's such a fun fucking film. And Chop Top, it, you know, made the movie. You know, the whole thing was just great. You so, and I think a lot of people. You coon shit. Yes, it's because of yeah. Texas Master to Chainsaw Master 2, I start calling people coon shits. <laughs> well, I mean, another case in point is uh, Linda Manns. She passes away, and all of a sudden you can't fucking find out of the blue anywhere for under 100 bucks. Dude, that happened back in 95. 
That happened in 96, 97. I told you the DVD went out of print in three months. Literally. Yeah, but I mean, you still, you can still find it for like 30, 40 bucks on Amazon. I had it saved in my like little, because I have a, a list of films that I'm, yeah. you know, buying in order. And that was in my list. And all of a sudden she passed away. I'm like, God damn it. I got to get a Spanish fucking DVD now for 20 something bucks. Because I can't get the, uh, who was it that put it out with the uh, commentary? That was uh, Anchor, Anchor Bay. Bay. Yeah, Anchor Bay put it out with a uh, commentary. And then fucking she passes away. Rest in peace because I loved her. She's a great fucking actress. She was excellent in Gummo, even though she's only in it for like four minutes. She's great. Fucking the Wanderers. Like anything she did, she was awesome. So, and yeah. Out of the Blue was my favorite film because she was the punk rock Elvis obsessed fucking insane little girl. <laughs> you couldn't get yeah, any better I mean, than really, that. You, you really want to get what real punk was, Out of the Blue is one of the fucking films to watch. Yeah. Which I'm hoping you and I do someday. Yeah. So we, we need to do that one. Because now I own a copy of it. So it's a shitty copy, but it's a copy. I actually um sent a message to Criterion. I'm like, why isn't this in your fucking roster of films that you're trying to obtain? <laughs> Let's see. I think I told that story uh, last Wednesday. Okay. The story is, is a motherfucker that owns the rights, they did a remaster of it, but then they tried to raise the money to put out the blue on fucking Kickstarter. Yeah. And it failed. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, basically a trunk tape. Yeah, I mean, the problem with that is, though, like, you need a company like Criterion, who collect artist film. And let's face it, this is an artistic film. This is not just some fucking docudrama or some drama or or even a hard-hitting film. It's 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 a fucking art film. And well, when Dennis Hopper like, died and I got I got in a fight with a few people, they were like, "What was your favorite Dennis Hopper film?" I said, "Oh, Alza Blue." What the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people never heard of that movie. Now people are hearing about it because she passed away. And, you know, people post it on Facebook. Because I guess when uh, Hopper died, Facebook, I don't know how popular Facebook was when Hopper died. But, yeah, you know, even was. I didn't hear about it. Everybody yeah. else was uh, name dropping uh, Easy Rider and Blue Velvet. Yeah, and I hated that the even the uh, promos for Out of the Blue, they're like, from the from the maker of the Easy Rider, or the star of Easy Rider. It's like, yeah, that's a hippie film. This film, this film literally the main character says, fuck hippies, die hippies. <laughs> yeah. Which I love. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so the price gouging is ridiculous, you know, every time, and, and it always happens to me that way. It's like, all right, I, I'm gonna. I got a 20 films I need to get. I'm gonna put this one on my list, and then someone dies or it goes out of print, and then it's like, whoop, can't get it now. <laughs> and then people are like, why are you so obsessed with ordering DVDs and Blu-rays? Cause fucking, it's hard to get this shit. And it's and I blame yeah, the um, company. Where they, they put a fucking slip cover on it, the motherfuckers just start jacking off. Oh God, a slip cover! Fuck your slip yeah. cover. <laughs> I don't mind Forever, all that. I, like, I, I love, 
I just want to do that just for for spite. Buy a movie like a Vinegar Syndrome, and buy a copy of a movie I want from them, and then just get on get on fucking YouTube, and then putting it in the fa- <laughs> in the Vinegar Syndrome book of me just destroying the slipcover. Oh, <laughs> I've seen motherfuckers sell slipcovers for a hundred dollars. Oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, the only time a slipcover was really cool to me is the one for, again, you know, fucking Night of the Zombies. <laughs> because they had a slipcover that was, uh, it was the, the British um, 88 Films put it out, where the slipcover yeah. was the original virus poster. So I was like, oh, that's cool, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, other than that, yeah, I could take it or leave it with a slipcover. My favorite uh, feature on a disc is always audio commentary. Which tonight's film doesn't have one, which pisses me off, but I guess Well, just... it does, but you got to go online and watch it, did you, Dolly? Yeah, I hate that. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah, they want everybody streaming shit. I'm like, nope, I own a hard copy. Fuck you. Yeah. It's like, uh, what oh, is you'll it? Be Godzilla 19. Digital version just so I could fucking have the commentary? Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, I get that because I I listen to new retro wave music and I always order the hard copy CD, but they're always like get your digital copy now. I'm like no, I'll just wait for my CD. <laughs> yeah, we grew up in the day when they made albums cool, but yeah, tonight's movie we're rewatching is a uh, Joker. We're redoing this because. Well, the third person in our thing last time thundercrapped it, and there's a lot of points that we missed because, shut up, I'm trying to watch the movie. Rah, rah, rah. It's fucking hard <laughs> to do a commentary when someone's being a dildo. <laughs> well, I mean, it was just a letdown. It was like, so what do you think of the movie? Uh, I am not thrilled about it. I don't like it. Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> Alrighty, sir. I, you know, I'm not, I, I wasn't angry. I was just disappointed. I was like, all right, well, now the mood is killed. I can't enjoy it. You know, it's like watching a film yeah. over a friend's house, and they're sitting there texting as you're trying to get them to watch the movie, you know? Yeah, or you're with the most beautiful girl in the world. You've been waiting to screw, and then all of a sudden she said, my hemorrhoids are flaring up. <laughs> you're like, wake up. Or you're watching movies. And it's like, no, I ain't doing it. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's like watching a movie with someone and they're just like, man, I don't get it. It's like, alrighty. Or my favorite is, what's happening? What's going on? Watch the fucking movie. But yeah, so the last time we tried uh, to do this. Yeah. We're right okay, at the beginning time. with the W Warner Brothers logo. Okay, hold on. Let me hit play. Mm. Uh, I'm on R. That's a long R. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember the... Uh, Okay, there's the Warner Brothers. All right, I'm at six seconds in. Okay. 
Yeah, me too. Exactly. All right. We hit on the play <laughs> button here, and we push follow us again in five, four, three, two, one, go. I love this. It just takes you back automatically, <laughs> looking at the old seventies to mid eighties Warner Brothers logo when before they changed it. Yeah, I always love when a film does that, like throw in some nostalgia, you know, to their openings. All right, this scene right here, it just, like, you see the bridge out there, the ironwork. There's this rundown fucking job where it's the saddest clowns in the fucking world <laughs> doing their makeup and, because and it's just another day of work. That, he's already putting sharp points in his makeup. That's always... Yeah. Well, we'll have to get into Well, he's talked about a lot in this movie, and that's uh, Pogo the Clown himself, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. He said that he likes putting angry points in his makeup to scare people. Yeah, and he starts right off with that, so... Yeah, when I first saw the um, photos of uh, Joaquin with the makeup on, I posted all over the place. I'm like, holy shit, it's Pogo the Clown. Everyone's like, who? I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot I'm talking to normal people. John Wayne Gacy's a serial killer. (laughs) Yeah, and I do love the fact that that they do use the Gacy stuff and that script search. And there she is again. Strip search All right, so starring one of our... Wait, let me get up, sir. I want to catch that show it again. God damn it. I'm, I'm about to make love to the TV. I'm so damn close to it because I want to make sure. Well, I just want to say where they filmed this part. Yes, this is it North is. New Jersey. That's the one and only guest of this show, one of the sweetest people you'll ever meet, Fred Gene Silver. <laughs> yeah, this is North New Jersey. I literally live like five minutes from here. So I pretty much live in Gotham City. And it's not this this nasty. It's not this nasty now. Like Nork is on an upswing. So it used to be like this though. Like when I grew up, this is exactly how it looked like. And, yes, it was just as dangerous. Yeah. Now there's, like, hipster art galleries and coffee shops. So I know. All it, the it, good, it, dangerous parts of town are gone and dead. Ugh. Isn't it sad that we, we miss when uh, areas were dirty and had personality? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, um... Like someone said, like, why don't we get the great artistry out of uh, New York anymore? Because what created those artists is now gone. The the filth, the anger, the starvation, that's gone now, you know? So everyone's just like, <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, Marianne Faithful. How big of a part in New York was she? Exactly. Joker. They asked her, if you remember, about, it was about, I think, 2000 or so, that 
I may be wrong on the date, people, so don't hold it to me. They asked them, what do you miss about New York? What would you tell someone if they say, go New York? And he said, don't. Mm. Okay. And I dealt with this. I deal with this every time I have to go deal with these motherfuckers in social service. Oh, the uh, the uncaring fucking social yeah, worker. Yeah, the uncaring. They don't want to be there. They're just. Well, you're just another case number to them. That's all it is, and that's how our author feels in this. He's just another case number. She's just like routinely going, "Where's your book?" Have you been doing your, your 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 diary? She doesn't get into what's really wrong with him. But then again, she's not a doctor either, so she can't really, you know, she's just there to assess whether he's dangerous for society or not. Yeah. So when I first heard Joaquin was going to be in this, a lot of people were just like, oh, I don't know about that. He's too old. He's. And I'm like, well, you know what? When Heath Ledger was announced, I was at first apprehensive. I was like, ah, I'm not sure, you know. What is he? The Knight. He does The Knight's Tale. He did some dancing musical shit and, and like, teen bop movies. And then when the fucking Joker came, when uh, Dark Knight came out, I was like, holy shit. So when they announced Joaquin Phoenix, I'm like, all right, let's buckle in. Let's see what he gives us. You know, and I, and try I do to tell love people, that they not... have them smoking. Everyone is smoking in this picture. That really brings yeah. you back too. Oh yeah, the if you 70s watch and the 80s. movies from the 80s <laughs> or 70s, yeah. you're not going to see somebody who doesn't smoke. Yeah, no, everybody was smoking. <laughs> Kids were smoking on TV. You know. Yeah, you go to the arcade watch... to play Pac-Man and they get in the arcade machines that have fucking ashtrays built into the motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had cigarette vending machines everywhere you went, you know? That's what yeah. my sister used to buy. She used to go to the bowling alley and, and put her change in and get her cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even like, steal them from our parents. around here had fucking cigarette machines. Yeah, so yeah, no, smoking was big in the 80s. People don't realize that. It was before yeah. the Just Say No campaign, I mean, you know? I looking at all this shit, and she's reading it, and she just picks her nose, basically. Yeah. And they wonder why nasty shit happens, because they ignore it. Why does the cops get away from killing everybody? We ignore it. Yeah. And then when people try to bring light to it, oh, you're a terrorist. Yeah, well, you no. remember what George Carlin said. What? Until it happens in your backyard or your neighborhood, you don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah as long as it's not happening to me. Here's an interesting scene. Does that mean that before the movie he was in a the asylum? Or is he thinking afterwards? Well, I mean... They, tra- they kind of, um, because she asked him, you were locked up, and he's like, and she asked him, do you remember why? And he's like, who knows? Like, he's probably been in and out of institutions his whole life. You know, they haven't gotten into it in the film, but they they talk about, like, his whole fucking life from birth has been tragic. Like, if anyone's going to fucking bust loose, it's going to be this guy. <laughs> 
You know, yeah. and that's the great thing about this movie. If it if it wasn't called Joker, if it didn't have Bruce Wayne, you know, or any tie to comic books, this would be a great study of societal letdown of our mentally handicapped people, as, as I can nicely say it. Like the mentally ill no, are just ignored. No, watch this if it didn't have the Joker on it. Joker is the carrot that gets them there. Yeah, but I'm just saying this movie would be just as important and just as impactful even if it wasn't called yeah, the Joker. Would you get it's the a great commentary. That's not my point. <laughs> okay. No, that sadly that is the point. If we got no, my point though, I'm talking about the importance the world, of the film. And you can't get motherfuckers' asses into the seat. I love that right I'm, there. I'm not when talking you about his face like that. It looks like uh, he wiped the makeup off his face, and the white is under his skin rather than. Him smearing it on his face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my point that I was trying to make was, whether it's Joker or not, the movie's just as important. Oh, yeah. I don't care how many ticket sales it is. You know, I wasn't talking about if it sells or not. I'm talking about, like, the character of it. You know, it's not just, like, every movie, oh, the Joker's cool, Batman fighting. Even without Joker in it, this movie is still no just as hard-hitting. There's no action. And that's another thing I like about it. You know, you take any other, like, Joker character, you remove Batman and all that, it's just it's just a comic book-style movie. This movie has no comic book to it whatsoever, which is why I probably like it more than any other one. You know, which is probably why I couldn't stand Suicide Squad or any of those. It's because they tried to make kiddie kind of comic book films with adult themes in it. This is just strictly a harsh reality film. Well, that's why I liked Watchmen as a comic book and a movie, because it was, you know. Yeah, but I mean, it still had superheroes and costumes. This doesn't have any of that. I mean, his costume is is really Arthur Fleck. Like, that, what you're seeing there, yeah. that's the psychological study of this. His, his, his id is the Joker. His ego is Arthur Fleck. He's trying to hide who he truly is by the, hi, I'm Arthur. Uh, I'm weak. Um, oh, I got problems. Let me take my pills. His real persona is Joker. That's who he truly is. And that's the psychological exam that Todd Phillips is rat. That's the hint I love for that. another Batman villain called the Rat Catcher. Well, not only that, in New York, I don't know if you remember, they, they, there was a problem with super rats eating through concrete sidewalks. <laughs> I mean, because I grew up here, and I remember that being on the news, talking about giant rats are in the subways and eating through concrete and railings and <laughs> attacking people. Yeah. Well, that was because New York was filled with garbage because there was garbage strikes going on, just like in this film. Oh, you know, yeah. everywhere he walks, there's piles, piles of garbage. But I do New love York the fact made... that they choose the movies to show you exactly what year this is. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, like we just saw striptease on the uh, marquee. Yeah, well, and the fact that the theater that Batman, the movie that the Waynes go to see is, uh... Zorro the Gay Blade. One of them, Zorro the Gay Blade, and I forgot the other one. Hello? I think I lost Steve, or he lost me. You with me, Steve? All right. So here's the King of Comedies part, where he's talking about where he's talking, um, you know, the game show, not game show, but the uh, TV show. <laughs> and I wonder who you're, right you're referencing by yep. talking about super cats. Yeah. There you are. I lost you for a minute. I couldn't hear you. Yeah, Catwoman. But, yeah, this movie was inspired by uh, another one is uh, The King of Comedy, which is that special kind of 80s sleazy dark film that they only could make in the early 80s. Yeah. Saw it once. It was really good. uh, Yeah, like The Exterminator, uh, Death Wish 2. Oh, yeah, Death Wish films are definitely very, uh, like, <laughs> 80s revenge, <laughs> gritty fucking urban films. Yeah, make you want to take a shower. Yeah. Just showing the depth of his loneliness here. Like that, his, well, he his hero. Well, he his father figure. He's never had a father figure, and that's the one thing that he's missing. Yeah. Oh, he's missing a lot. Don't you remember in Fight Club? It's a lie, oh, yeah. but it's true. We are a generation of men raised by women. You think the solution to our problems is another woman? We were the latchkey kid generation, brother. Yeah, I know. I mean, I had two parents. My dad worked constantly. My mom was like... She worked too, so everybody was struggling. Like now, <laughs> none's changed. Yeah, it's funny because I like look at Robert De Niro here, and I just even when he's nice to Arthur in this dream sequence, he still kind of comes off as this phony fuck. You know, to me, that's just my take on it. Like he's hugging him and everything, but it's just like yeah. Uh, that's just... one of the things about Johnny Carson and David Letterman. He would get there and uh, talk shit to all the guests and stuff, and be a smart ass. There is and this a... one. He oh, actually he lost... lost weight. There's no special effects here, folks. Yeah, they said he lost about seventy pounds <laughs> to do this part. He lived on one apple a day for months, for like the two, three months before he had to film this. An apple a day. And he's a chain smoker, so that was the one thing as I watched it. I'm like, this film should just be about him battling cancer. (laughs) Well, actually, it is the city's the cancer. Yeah. Here's his phony friend. 
phony motherfucker, bunch of phony motherfucker like uh, uh, he's like Peter Boyle's character in Joe. Yeah. I mean, he's giving him a gun. I mean, I guess he feels for him because he doesn't feel protected. But this is like, this is definitely very like '80s. It's just like, hey, you need to protect yourself on those harsh streets. Here's a gun. Yeah. You know, and that that was uh, what was his name, Bernard Get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bernie you know, Getz is definitely in a big thing there. A guy who went psychotic and murdered a bunch of people and turned out a hero. And even though it turned yeah. out that he actually murdered the motherfuckers because he went home and got his gun and stalked them. Yeah. Well, they did harass him on the train, and he got scared. So instead of, like, manning up or whatever, he just fucking went and got a gun and went and looking for him. You know, and that's Murder. Yeah. That's just straight up oh, murder. Do you know like, what song's playing? No, I got Everybody my volume really loud. Everybody plays a fool. Oh. <laughs> Look, there's a Joker mask <laughs> in the background. Yeah. I would. I mean, if you're going to do you it. Just stealing shit off the walls. Yeah, I, I would walk out hey, with half the Holly plate. Quinn. <laughs> I mean, they did pepper this with a lot of calls. Yeah. I mean, they did pepper this with a bunch of, like, references to the past Joker mythologies, but they made it their own. Yeah. Everybody in this is so fucking 70s. This like, look at that. what if they made Someone, a reviewer said it the best, uh, this is what happened if they would have made a Joker film back in the 70s. Yeah. He's got the Italian horn on the gold chain like everyone had <laughs> with the buttoned-up shirt with the big collar. <laughs> yeah. The flared that, collar. I remember a lot of... Yeah, I remember that big growing up. Like, everyone had that and fucking Italian... Someone, I think my mom gave me an Italian You know that face. That face is sitting yeah. there smiling, but behind that face is, you goddamn motherfucking son of a bitch, I'll fucking rip your fucking t- eyes out and skull fuck you. Yeah, no, it's definitely... Like, I thought he was going to lose it there, but he takes it out on garbage in an alleyway. I want to know where this is, because I don't know where that Ferris wheel is. It's, it's not Coney Island, because it's not the uh, yeah, Wonder Wheel. Yeah, this is supposed to be New York. Yeah, it's New York, but that's not Coney. That's not Brooklyn Coney. I don't know where that is. You remember, what was the name of that place right there before it was called the Joker Steps? Oh, uh, the Bronx? (laughs) No, the Hitchcock Steps until 1970, and then it was called... The Exorcist Steps. This proves there's no geographic error because those stairs that they use right there are in Georgetown. No, that's the Bronx, actually. I know, but those stairs are the Exorcist Steps from uh, Georgetown. That's what I'm saying. Oh. I love the name of her daughter, Gigi. Reference to Gigi Allen because... Tom Phillips' first movie was Hated G.G. Allen, the Murder Junkies. 
which is how he got to meet John Wayne Gacy, which is the inspiration for the Joker makeup in this and Pogo's Comedy Club. I think it's just creepy as hell what he what she does to make him attach himself to her. Oh, with the gunshot to the head, yeah. Yeah. No. Why is there so many punk songs come in my head? Uh, like, one day I wanted to play at the end of this show. I couldn't get down because my computer is being a bitch, but there's like no future. Uh, yeah, I love living in the city, fear. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's the one I picked for the end of this movie. It would have fit, wouldn't it? Yeah. So am I an asshole here by saying, like, they're supposed to be poor, but yet his apartment is ten times nicer than the shit all I live in. <laughs> I'm, like, envious of his apartment. That's because a shithole like that you could afford was cheaper back then. Yeah, back then you can actually get a halfway decent-sized apartment for less money. Now it's just like ridiculous. Like you, you want a bathroom? That's another grand. Yeah, that's always cracked me up about '90s sitcoms like Friends and stuff. They would have these luxurious apartments, and you never seen these motherfuckers go to work. Yeah, yeah, they they worked in a coffee shop, <laughs> and they made enough money to fucking own like a apartment that was bigger than a house. <laughs> So when I saw this in theaters, when this scene came up with the singing guys on TV, I remember someone yelling out, I hate that shit. Is there something I'm missing about that movie that's playing on his TV? Unless it's a black guy talking about blackface. Yeah, I mean, so I kind of like the song because it's talking about how downtrodden everyone is. Which is the whole theme of this movie. It's like how downtrodden everyone is. Yeah, and you know the that he just killed his mother and now... God damn, it looks like it hurts to be that skinny. Like his ribs are protruding out. Yeah, so he became completely fixated on his neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I always loved that one. When that happened in theater, everyone was laughing their asses off. His mom yelling out, what's that noise? I'm watching a war movie. Yeah, see, this part is creepy. Now, if anyone's going to talk shit about this film, is the fact that he is stalking this woman. Like, he's following her around. Or is he? Yeah. Some <laughs> people are like, why did this movie come out in October? Why did this movie come out in October? And I'm like, this is a fucking horror film, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm like, no, it yeah, isn't. No, he's... It's a Joker film. Oh, a movie about a psychotic fucking murderer? Kill it. 
stalking yeah. a woman and killing five people and then causing a whole city to go in the chaotic rampage is not a horror film. Yeah. That's a great shot. A lot of that digitally right added, here. yeah. And this is obviously, yeah, it's supposed to be Wall Street, the bank, the banking system area where all the rich people go because you notice it's clean. There's no garbage. Well, there is a little garbage in the back, but it's organized. It's yeah. not like piled right in, the, you know, that in front right of everyone. That is bullshit because if you remember the garbage strikes back, and I remember watching in the news, even the rich part of town had a bunch of garbage in there. Yeah, but they carted a lot of it away. Like, it was very organized. It wasn't scattered. Where goes the clown? <laughs> John Wayne yeah, Gacy. I love that little hand. I love that little hand. Theater, nobody else did. Yeah, I got it quick. <laughs> yeah, everyone's smoking. <laughs> and that's so what's funny made a- is that that's one thing we talked about on the comedy episode with Mark Scheffler. And people don't realize is that comedy is truly pain. Yeah. You get up on stage and you eviscerate yourself and people laugh at you for it. I know it's Don't need a... What? I remember someone made, an obs- someone made an observation about his laugh. Like, he laughs off cue. He doesn't laugh when everyone else... It's almost like he's Attempting to be like people. Yeah. He doesn't laugh he's normally. He, he's normal. like, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm gonna laugh, you know. The, oh, people are laughing. I gotta laugh now. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs by Soundgarden. The day I tried to live. Yeah. This no, I love it because it's film. about like he tried to be normal and tried to be everyone else, and then. He goes back home once he realizes that everybody is just as fucked up as he is. Yeah. You can always tell when the Joker takes over because he starts using his left side. He writes with his left yeah. side when he, every time he switches over to being the Joker, it's his left. He becomes a left-hander. Worst part about men- having mental illness is people expect you to behave as if you don't. That should have been the tagline of the film. That's one. That's the worst thing about being disabled, too. Yeah. This right here is when I sort of knew the game was up because of her reaction. Oh, when when he admits to her that he's stalking her? <laughs> yeah, he's like, sexy. I don't give yeah. a shit. If any girl said, were you following me today? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah. Cool, I want to fuck you now. <laughs> Boom. Bam, bam, bam. Start nailing the door shut. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but, yeah, it, it's kind of like she's just like, oh, you were stalking me? Cool. Hey, I'm going to see your comedy act tomorrow. You know, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was kind of like you, you kind of got the hint that something was off when this when this scene yeah. happened. Oh God! Yeah, I felt embarrassed for him. 
And I love that he's in a cancer ward. Yeah. You know, this thing really is a fuck you to Patch Adams, the movie. <laughs> no, I never, I never made that connection. Yeah. I never saw Patch Adams, so. I saw half of it, then I walked out, then me and Mom walked out of the theater, and I'm like, oh, this is horse shit. Uh, not only does the gun fall out, but then he kicks it across the floor in front of everyone. <laughs> I like the little girl making the gun motion with her hand. This woman in front of me was sitting with a boyfriend. They were 20-somethings. And uh-huh. she leaned over and looked at her boyfriend and said, what's that thing he's standing in? Oh, God. Oh, God. God damn. Did you notice that gigantic rat that just ran <laughs> right, yeah. right alongside of the building? <laughs> a lot of people miss that, but I remember that reminds me of um, one night I got I missed my last train out of New I wonder York. Oh, that's related to the rats that was in the Bruno Matai film. <laughs> and I had to sleep on the steps of the um, post office, waiting for the morning to come. I had like four hours till the next train yeah. came. So I'm like laying there trying to sleep, then all of a sudden something runs past my head. I sit up real quick, and there's, like, a group of rats, like, right next to me, like, fucking eating out of, like, some bag of, that someone threw out, because there was garbage all over the place. Yeah. Like, fucking, I was a family of rats. And is a mirror, that family of rats. like, kind of fucking clean. Oh, it's kind of scuzzy to me. I know, but not as scuzzy as the pictures I've seen, you know? <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, maybe maybe it made it stop. I mean, I see garbage on the floor. <laughs> so these I see are garbage like, in the fucking seats. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pay attention to that woman, like what she's wearing and everything. But these three guys, this is typically the kind of rich assholes you meet, like in New York. Like, on the streets. Like, like I've ever literally ran into guys like this. They got so much money, they know they That's could just fuck with you. That's why he doesn't have a car, people. Because he literally yeah. ran yeah. into them. So he has to pretend he can't drive now. So the cops won't, uh... <laughs> <laughs> or am I not supposed to no. talk about that? He kind of looks like Patrick Bateman. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these guys literally are what uh, American Psycho is talking about. Yeah. Like these people that think they could just get away with anything they want, you know? Yeah. Well, I love it. That's it. Those poor boys who got shot. Fuck them. Yeah. Well, and this is what a year ago, right? Any of the people on the street gave a shit about those three motherfuckers? This is a year ago, so this is before the Black Lives Matter protest, just before everything exploded, before the pandemic, yeah. you know, this movie came out, and everyone that saw this movie was like, yeah, shit needs to explode, and we got it. I mean, this year, we got it. We, it happened exactly as this movie kind of predicted it would happen. 
Yeah. And again, it was built up by the media. I'm just talking about 1982 or some rich fucks like that would have gotten shot and killed. Oh, yeah. Would anybody on the street level give a fuck? No. Not at all. No. (laughs) Well, they check it because they got their wallets. <laughs> I like how these gunshots came from nowhere. It was like unexpected. I always thought right here he looked like um Tiny Tim from that other harmony what was it, Dark Harvest or something like that? What was it yeah. that Tiny Tim film? It wasn't Dark Harvest, I forgot what it was called, but Blood Harvest, it's the same. Tiny it's Tim, you're Blood right. Blood Harvest, yes. <laughs> Blood Harvest, Tiny Tim, yeah. I that. always thought he looked like that. <laughs> look at the look in his eyes now. Oh, did you know? Yeah. yeah, you're right. He switched the gun over to his left hand. Yeah. He's Joker now. Every time he starts doing things with his left, he's the Joker. It's schizophrenia. It basically shows he's schizophrenic. When he's nice and calm, he's Arthur Fleck. When he loses his shit, he's the Joker. Which brings us to the big question is, I don't think this is the first time the Joker's made an appearance. If you know what I mean. Well, yeah, that's why. Yeah, because... um, He's been in out in and out institutions, so he's probably just relapsing. Well, That's just another one of those super rats. <laughs> yeah. You missed it. There was a big super rat in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been in New York. I love the look of this film, like tonally, the yellows and the, the coldness. With the hot yellows, it makes me think of um. You're not gonna find that now. Open bathrooms in New York like this, they don't exist. But tonally, this movie always reminded me of uh, David Fincher's Seven. The color yeah. scheme of it. Yeah, I remember those days when you wouldn't go take a pee or poop in this bathroom because you might get picked up by somebody or. Run into a junkie. You're gonna get robbed. Uh, made his big score. Yeah, you you get robbed. Get robbed or get propositioned. Yeah. Get some like fifteen year old junkie fucked. kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you don't and if you don't give the kid money, you're fucking dead. He led with his left foot. So, did you know what the original um? This they originally were gonna do like a typical. He was going to run in there, hide the gun in a grating, and wash the makeup off and try to plan how to get how to hide from the cops. And they were like, that just doesn't work. Like, he's not, this isn't that supervillain movie, you know? <laughs> they were like, we have to do something that reflects his mental illness. I'm free. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's the Joker trying to break out. And let Arthur Fleck go away. Because that's the real mask. That's the real makeup well, of him when he's no, Arthur it's like Fleck. the same way that you feel after you take a poop. This, 
No, I'm being legit. Just refreshed. <laughs> I mean, it's similar to Batman because if you if you talk to anyone about Batman, Bruce Wayne is the costume, and Batman who is who he really is. Yeah. And people are uh, like, the, the, I hated it they gave Joker an origin. No, they didn't. Yeah, no. You, this isn't really you an look origin. In the comics, there has been over 15 or 20 the, different origins of Joker. There, There is. Yeah. There is no... I always thought there is no Joker, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, like right now in the comic books, there's like four or five different Jokers, depending on which comic you're reading, you know? Mm. The, that's a, that's the thing. See, you could tell a comic book fan from a moviegoer fan. People that are comic book movie fans would be like, oh, this is out of step from the Joker. Oh, this isn't a Joker film. How come they change things? Comic book fans, we're so used to things being changed up in offside stories that... It, this makes sense, you know? Why does the Joker just have one type of movie or one mood? You know, if the Joker's yeah. the same every time, you lose your, it loses its flavor, basically. Oh, I love this part. This was improvised. <laughs> the horn was great. <laughs> when he's walking away, he's like, honka, honka, which makes me think of, and I'm going to say it, Arthur Clown, Tarifier. <laughs> I love that. He punches the fucking clock off the wall. That was improvised. He wasn't supposed to do that. I love this. Yeah, don't smile. He he crosses out to forget too. Everything in this movie just and seems he holds like the old and run down. Yep. Fred's left hand yeah, was, And there he is. He's out of medication. He, that's it. I love later in the film. He's like, I stopped taking my medication. I feel so much better. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what's repressing the Joker. Because he's rich. Yeah. It reminds me, a lot of people say they have this obsession. If you're rich, ooh, he's inspiration. Ooh, I like him. Ooh, he's rich. Well, like, don't forget people used to jack off to uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous in the rich 80s. Rich and famous, yeah. They are better than you because they're rich. Look at him spending yeah. $50,000 a week on water, all on water. Yeah. Well, that's why Trump got away with what he did. Everyone's like, well, he's rich. He knows what he's doing. He's a con man. <laughs> yeah, I love that. He's just such a piece of shit. I, I love because if you look at any um, former Batman-related films or comics, Thomas Wayne was always like this idealistic, we got to save Gotham. We have to do everything with my richness to save Gotham. This Thomas Wayne's like, fuck you poor people. I'm going to win this election. I'm here to, I'm your best friend, motherfucker. Shut up. Yeah, see, that's the thing. These rich guys who are pieces of shit, treating everyone like garbage, they made something of their lives. They're who you should be worshiping. You know, that's, that's the American credo. Oh, you have yeah, to I know that people. nervous stick right there. Yeah. You have to worship the rich. I'm talking about the way he moves his legs. I move that when I'm very fucking pissed off and I don't want to let it out. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's sitting there. He, he, the, the tension's building. 
Oh, yeah, the art, the, the clown. Carnival, that's it. Yeah, my, my clown name is Carnival. <laughs> and I heard a song. That's, that's completely, like, psychotic. If you start relating things in your life to, like, music and stuff, like, oh, I heard this song the other day. It's like the dog in the park that talks to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when you're crazy. When, when you're crazy, you start thinking that things give you messages. Day and that fucking song just spoke to me. Yeah. But you start getting messages from like songs and shit. Like it's telling me something. Oh, and don't forget what else. Oh, we forgot. What big other big thing happened in uh, the summer of 82? Son of Sam, right? Or was that Yeah, 70s? the summer of Sam. Yeah. Yeah. And he does look yeah, like Bert the... was dressed when they arrested him. <laughs> that was actually one of the, that was actually a really good movie, Summer of Sam. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Everyone hates me when I say Summer of Sam was good. I like that movie. Fuck you. Oh, yeah, it was good. It's just because it was directed by Spike Lee, and people hate him because he's Spike Lee. Yeah, I know, I know. I wish I was. He, he, he grates people. <laughs> Spike Lee kind of grates certain people. I kind of like, I respect him, you know. I like Spike Lee. I like some of the Sam. It just seemed like a street-level truth, you know. Yeah. How because a guy had the fucking mohawk and was a punk, they automatically thought he was the killer? Yeah. <laughs> nah, I like that movie. That's on my list of movies to get. Ah, oh, here we go, Pogo's again. This comedian's actually funny. Talking about the different, like, like guys. Oh, I hope no one sees this. I love it's how like parking it our head You know. Yeah. It sounds like jokes, and then it sounds like someone trying not to commit suicide telling you something. And you're just like, you yeah. bullshit, motherfucker. <laughs> that, for what, every person I know the a comedian said, this is the scariest thing in the fucking world. Yeah, just before you go on stage. Well, you probably felt that way your first show, five seconds before we went on the air. Oh, yeah, no, I, I had no idea what to say. I was trembling. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? People are going to be listening to me. I'm going to sound like an asshole. And I, then I embraced them. I'm like, yeah, I sound like an asshole. Get over it. <laughs> Wait, Steve is an asshole. <laughs> now, this is the most Wait. cringy-worthy part of the film. When I when I I felt uncomfortable when I saw this the first time I saw this in theaters. I sat there and my I sank into my seat, like oh my fucking god, I can't believe this. Oh, this is so oh, painful. I've seen comedians. Ugh. I actually seen a comedian did a five minute bit on how his why how he didn't like how his wife took a shit because she stank up the house. Well, there you go. Yeah, but at least he was saying something other than fucking choking on his own fucking laughter. <laughs> or that five-minute bit that Richard Pryor did about him being a junkie who's overdosing. Ugh. 
think I heard yeah, that. One. Yeah, he dies on stage. <laughs> Didn't Tiny Tim die on stage too? Yeah, he was performing. And he just like dropped right on stage. No, I'm just talking. It was just a bit. Oh uh, yeah, I know, but I'm, it's, what you said just reminded me. Like, like Tiny Tim literally died on stage. Yeah. Like he just dropped right in front of everyone. Sorry, I do that sometimes. Like, a thought will come to my head, and I'll just like blurt <laughs> it out. I love that. The I love that you, like you said before, I love he's got porn in his book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just clips out like naked pictures and glues them in his little fucking book there. And everyone in the audience can see it. I do love it. Everyone in the audience is cringing, and he's just fucking loving it. His yeah. moment. Wow. That's why I would Give never tell anyone, no matter how bad they are at it. And I've heard some bad ones. To not do this. Because that rush... <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely harkens back to the Bernie Getz days when all the newspapers were covered in <gasps> shooting on train, you know. Clown vigilante. <laughs> yeah. How did they know you was the clown, though, that shot them when they're all dead? What? Like, were there witnesses? Yeah, the woman. Now, okay. Oh, that's right. But look. Now, there she is. Here's the biggest mystery in the movie. Who is that guy? That's a woman. No, in the car? That's her, the one that was on the train. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's wearing a Joker mask now. She's joining the, because uh, she got fucked with on the train. Now she's wearing that clown mask with the protest. Yeah. Against the fucking rich. Look, he's already wearing purple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it slowly creeps in. Rest. Yeah, it slowly creeps in. Like it, it like he it totally consumes him and takes him over. And like you brought up, this probably isn't the first time. His past times that he's been in institutions is probably because he fucking jokered out before. Yeah. But this one just be, made it big, but you it's know. Scary how people look to him as a fucking hero. No, this guy's a psychotic. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he kills the right people or the wrong people. A psycho is a psycho. Yeah. And that was a big controversy with this, what a lot of the um, woke culture or SJWs was, it's going to incite incels to want to pick up guns and shoot people. Not if you're intelligent and you're watching this fucking movie and you see them as a damaged psychotic. If if you're inspired by this, then you're fucked up too, and you're going to become a shooter anyway. Because this movie doesn't inspire. Think that people are as stupid as they are. Yeah. But I mean, like, okay, past iterations of the Joker, he's cool. Yeah, he's doing horrible shit, but he's cool. Ha! Look how awesome fucking Heath Ledger was. Oh my god, this Joker, you're like, god damn, he's fucked up. He's damaged. No, he's not inspiring anyone. You know, you're not looking at this movie like, I want to be like him. Yeah, there is an underlying message of, hey, everything's broken and the people of Gotham are sick and tired of the rich fucking him over. But other than that, he's not a hero. He's not even an anti-hero. He's a psychotic fucking 
you know, schizophrenic on the streets of Gotham. <laughs> you know, and if you're inspired by him, then you got issues already. <laughs> you don't need a Joker to make you go shoot something up. Your son and I. Yeah, this was the big controversy. Is is Bruce's father, is um, uh, Thomas Wayne his father, or isn't it? And I love how it's like, it, it leads you into, yes, that's his father. Then it retracts it later, like saying, well, no, your mom's just fucking mentally ill. Yeah, I agree that then, Thomas Wayne is not his father. Yeah, I think he is. No. Yeah. She's just that fucked up. No, because later they show the photo with Thomas Wayne's little love note to her on the back of her photo of her when she's young. Yeah, but it's in her writing. How do you know it's her writing and not his? Because I actually took the time to point and notice out the loops and the shit like that. Nope. I think that's his father, which I think makes it even more poetic if him and Batman become arch enemies, that they're actually related. And until you get your CSI criminal... Heath Ledger's Joker is that he just comes out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, but there is a great fan theory about Heath Ledger's Joker, that he's an ex-Gulf War veteran. I love that fan theory. Which is why he's so good at making improvised bombings and shit. But see, even Heath Ledger's like, it's like, ooh, the cool anarchy joker. This one, he's kind of pathetic, actually. Like, it's sad. And his only upcoming is when he starts fucking killing people. Which, as you said, makes it a horror film. This is like the opposite I mean, of seven right here. When yeah. they're in the city, if you, did you ever watch the original opening, the seven, that had um, yeah. Freeman in the country, and it's all bright lights and pretty colors when he's in the country? Yeah. And that the closer that, right? he gets back to the city. Everything gets yellow and nasty and rainy and. Wet and disgusting, yeah. yeah. I don't believe Tom Phillips when he said there was no politics involved in this in the uh, writing of this. It's just oozing with politics. You can't be a punker and not be political. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> And if you say, um, I'm not into it, then you're full of shit. Then you're pop punk. Then you're singing about popcorn and fucking girls, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like a this rock band, too. Guess what one of my favorite songs to fucking sing on it was? What? One in a play, too. The Dead Kennedys Police Truck. There you go. And that song fits perfectly today. And it was written back in yeah. the early 80s. Well, yeah, I mean, one of my favorite things someone brought up is Dead Kennedys is more relevant now than back then, and that's sad. Because even Jello Biafra yeah. was like, I wish my songs weren't relative. I, I'm relative. I really? wish that what we wrote about back then 
would be out of date. But no, it's it's still here. Look, We're still facing the same that. bullshit. Look, Bruce Wayne is less emotional as yeah. a human being than Arthur Fleck is. Well, yeah, they 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 kind of tinge that there's something wrong with little Bruce here. He doesn't smile. He don't laugh. He just stands there like a fucking robot. He doesn't get anything. He just looks at shit like, yeah, okay, flowers. They're both trapped in their own prisons. Yeah. And literally, little Bruce there is behind bars. Yeah, well, he is too if you looked. Yeah. Now, this was one of the critiques that I kind of didn't know how to address. Well, if Joker and uh, Batman are arch enemies, fucking why is uh, Joker so much older than Batman? Like, by the time Batman gets old enough to start fighting Joker, the Joker's in a retirement home. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's another thing about showing the other Jokers looking at him is that someone takes up the mantle. Yeah. Well, even um, Todd Phillips said uh, in the documentary, he's like, well, can you really trust Arthur Fleck as the narrator? This is his story. He's mentally ill. How do we know what he's saying is what, you know? Yeah, we're talking about someone that makes up a whole fucking relationship in her head. Yeah. He's not the re- most reliable fucking narrator. <laughs> he's Here's mentally ill. Well, they really got it across with Michael Caine, but they really did with the other one is that Alfred is a seriously badass motherfucker. (laughs) He was a goddamn OSS sniper killer for the fucking (laughs) in World War II. Yeah, but this one's a dick. This one's just, I'm here to protect rich people. Go fuck yourself. Your mom's no, going look at his eyes right here. now, and he's looking at Arthur. You know, he I, just this has is so not the much same. sadness because he knows how much his mother has probably fucked him up. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's so much insensitivity, no empathy. Like a normal person that actually has feelings would be like, Oh damn it, man! Oh, I'm so sorry. Empathy. You know, it's just that. No, he doesn't. He's he's totally like your mom's crazy. Go fuck yourself. That's his attitude. I disagree with you on that one. His attitude is go fuck yourself. We're rich. Your mom's crazy. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, your yeah your dad fucked your mom. Who cares? Go get out of here. I love it. Now that we're back in the city, it's yeah, yellow. It's nasty. Yeah. When they show where the rich live, it's colorful, beautiful, lush. Where the poor live, it's fuck. It looks like hell. Red lights, police lights everywhere. It looks like hell. And the police killed what? his mom, basically. Yeah. My cat wasn't involved in the conversation. Ugh. I love that we kind of feel sorry for his mom, even though we're not at the part where we're like, well, let the bitch die. 
but again, like, I mean, well, we'll get to that when we get to it. I always felt like she was a victim as well. Yeah, she's a victim of her mental illness. That's what most motherfuckers don't go. Most crazy motherfuckers are victims of their craziness. Well, I mean, not only that, like, like I said, she worked for Thomas Wayne. I do believe they had an affair. Yeah. Well, do you remember what John Wayne Gacy went, said when I asked him? He said, what would you do with guys like you? Oh, what do you say? Take them out back and quote. put a bullet in their goddamn brain. They're fucking mad dogs. The. <laughs> hey, he was from Kong Skull Island. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, look, that one guy with the um, what is it? Where show him again with the stat. He looks like every television him. He looks like every cop on every TV show from the 80s and 70s. Yeah. But, I mean, seriously, he said that. He said that, uh, he's like, what about empathy? What, shouldn't you want to make it better? He said, you can't make people like that to get better. Once you learn to enjoy to kill. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, like, I blame Bruce Wayne. I mean, uh, Thomas Wayne. Like this, he's he's in the, he's a rich scumbag who everything he touches, like he wants to be a politician, and you know it's just it's the same thing we get over and over again every time a, a rich person takes over is fuck the poor, we're gonna be okay, you know even their help. He, I I I truly believe he fucked Penny Fleck, and then threw her away when he was done with her and she got pregnant, and that's why they ended up where they ended up. Probably why she ended up mentally fucked up. Because remember, they said that they did it to blame her, to get rid of her. Oh, she's mentally ill. That's why we had her institutionalized when she got pregnant. I was kind of shocked later when they revealed his mental illness and because here you're like, oh, man, his girlfriend's comforting him. That's cool. And then later yeah, you're like, oh, no shit. Shadow. <laughs> yeah. I just seen that. I'm like, wait, why isn't behind her as dark as him? Oh, shit. Yeah. And here's the biggest scumbag in a movie. Yeah. That's an old Zenith TV. Nice. I just noticed what? that. The TV's a Zenith. They don't make those anymore. Yeah, Zenith was the biggest <laughs> brand back then. Yeah. We had one in our house, too. Yeah, back when if you wanted to hook up your video game, you'd have to hook with those two goddamn double prongs. <laughs> you had to screw them in. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and then switch it from TV to cable or cable game, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is probably the most fucked up thing you could do to someone. Is like show their comedy act and then rip them apart on TV. And why is America's funniest home video still on the air after all these years? 
difference is people submit their home movies. They're not submitting other people's movies or footage. Yeah, but still, there's some. They're, they're like, hey, Charlie, you're a dumbass. Well, because people know what they're submitting to. Arthur Fleck never approved of this being submitted. So he had no clue they were going to fuck with him. Yeah, but still. Using their fucking stupidity. You know, you might win $10,000. See, he's got the gun like right that. there. Yeah. I like that. Kill the rich. A new movement. <laughs> Now, that's creepy. I find that the creepiest part of the movie, he's sniffing his mom's pillow because he misses her. But it's, like, still, like, ew. Someone's fucking like, next door. Sniff. Gotham City. See, now, you got to remember, this is before the whole black said, like, life. Back in the other room, just bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I didn't hear that. It's funny how this movie came out a year before the Black Lives Matter movement, like, really exploded. Like, it was around, but it never exploded like this. (laughs) Wayne equals fascist. Uh, That's great. She can't tell me Todd Phillips didn't intend any political message in this. I know in interview after interview, he's like, oh, no, there's no politics. It's like, motherfucker. <laughs> Your whole movie We're has people with messages. Fuck me, Wayne. Yeah. Which is funny because the movie that right here that they're showing um, that he's about to go into, Charlie Chaplin's Modern Times, is a movie about the struggle between the rich and the poor and the working yeah. class poor. So it's funny, like, the rich are sitting there enjoying watching struggling people while the struggling people are outside protesting. I do love it how invisible Arthur is, and he doesn't real, and he's beginning to realize how much of a good thing that is. Yeah. Well, yeah, it starts to show how clever he is. He's not, you know, it's not like the comic books where he's the mastermind. You know, he's just very clever. He knows how to just, you know, hey, I'm unnoticeable. You know, I'm invisible in society. Let me just walk in here. No one's paying attention to me. Uh, I'd like to go to a movie theater at once in my life. Oh, there's one here in Jersey like this in uh, downtown North. I saw uh, Dawn of the Dead and Creep Show there. They had a double feature. Nice. In a theater exactly like this. I have pictures online. I'll have to tag in one of them. Yeah, it was just like this. I think it's funny that the rich are laughing by a movie. It's pissing all over them. Yeah, right. But this is, I mean, yeah, it's just funny how the, uh, he, you know, he's like siding with Charlie Chaplin's character and the rich are like, just, ha, 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 look at that poor person. It's funny. He almost died. 
Well, no, they don't get it. So now this scene I know is fake for one reason. Every rich person's bathroom always has someone sitting there handing out towels. <laughs> Which you don't have in this bathroom. Look at it. It's even got gold yeah, in, uh, yeah. water tap. No, no, he's leaving. <laughs> he just took a piss. Reminds me of something from the fucking Shining. It does. This is the this is like the the old shining bathroom from like what the twenties or thirties? Yeah, that's what yeah, it is. You tell by the art twenties and thirties. Yeah. it's just been updated yeah, with the urinal and stuff. Yeah, it's it's uh, the Art Deco styling of that time period. Beautiful. Look at gold fucking sink taps and shit, faucets and shit. Oh. Yeah, just the way he's acting towards Arthur, you know. I'm not your father. Right away, you know, laughing at him, like completely trying to dismiss him and get rid of him. I love he's got that street street talk. You know what I mean? Well, it's that 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 goonish fucking attitude. Hey, hey, pal. You know, I'm not your fucking... Yeah, I'm not your you father. know, that's one of hey. He's got that street, you know... Listen, yeah. pal. Yeah, he's a tough guy. It just shows, like, what a piece of shit he is, you know? Instead of him being like, look, let me help you. Look, look, you, what, you want money? Is that what you fucking want? You want fucking money? It's sort of his right. What is it, you guys? You know, because he has that wise guy type talk. Well, it's just another fucking guy who made his riches off of fucking people over. See, he's got he's got that goomba shit to him. Yeah. Ugh. That was heart wrenching. And here's another I'm scene thinking... that's improvised. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They they were like, "What's he doing?" I don't know. Just keep filming him as he's ripping everything out of the refrigerator. That's when you know that you got a good actor and a good director is when the the, the actor can start improvising. And the director, instead of saying, cut, 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 just film it. Just film it. Just keep filming. Knowing that, you know, he's probably doing something, you know, that'll work in the film. They let actors do what they have to do. Hey, the light does go out when you close the door. This is when the movie like starts to stink emotionally. It's like, oh man, nothing, nothing's going right for this guy until. Yeah, 
I just noticed. Look at all those speckles and shit. Ew. Why would a poor you person see, have an answering machine back in 1982? Mm, probably for his mom. Still, they weren't that expensive were fucking back then. expensive back then. I don't remember. I mean, Maybe my family had one. You still couldn't get one. a VCR for under five hundred dollars. A little, uh, what, is it, what do they call that? Creative liberty. <laughs> or shut the fuck up, as I call it. Hey, while well, I got that, shut up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Creative liberties is what they call them. You're not supposed to question how much did that answer me. I'm going to look it up after the show. I'm going to look up how much an answer machine cost back in 1981. Or even before that. Like, you, you know, it okay. can't be new. Oh, no, that's a good idea. Mm, Are you going to look it up? <laughs> this I always wondered. Who the fuck is brave enough to spray paint inside a bus as it's moving? Like, doesn't the bus driver... Oh, wait, I ride the bus every day. No, bus drivers don't give a shit. <laughs> They're just worried about getting their asses home safe. This is also in Newark. I know where this is, the Arkham State Hospital. Actually, I think I've been to that hospital. It says here uh, $25 a month A month? Okay, so he could probably afford that when he was working Yeah, it's uh, for the New York Times In February 27, 1982 I'm going to really look in there You know (laughs) Yeah Because I'm right, god damn it You want I'm wrong this is a clear indication of why mentally ill stay on the streets. It's like this guy's just trying to do his job. He's just an everyday guy. You know, he's like, Hey, I'm gonna be nice. Let me get let me get this guy uh, files on his mom, you know. Try to see, you know, what's going on with him. He's curious. Not realizing he's talking to someone who's mentally ill until he starts fucking saying like he hurt a lot of people. Then the guy kinda clicks like, Oh shit. Yeah, right there he's saying he sees he's like, What? <laughs> he knows he's fucking mentally ill And then when he brings up like Well why don't you get help And Arthur says And this happened I don't know if you remember Like this happened in the 80s At one point Where they were like yeah. They closed all the hospitals And they closed And they ended All the programs For the mentally ill That's why On the streets of New York At one point you just had, like, this influx of crazy people walking around because they closed all the programs that helped them. And this literally brings that up right there. I remember going to New York, and it's just, like, crazy people left and right. And most of your homeless were at one point being helped with social assistance and then thrown out in the streets when they closed all the programs. Ah, fuck you. Got it right here. An answering machine. $179 to 
All right, so he was working. That's not completely undoable. <laughs> uh, I can still, like yeah, I look said, at I that. still remember when getting a fucking VCR was a major fucking investment. Ugh. This black guy's going to get fucking fired over this shit. There's just no if, ands, or but. His ass is fired. Yeah, but again, it's like he, he knows that Arthur's fucked up. He wants to help him, but he's like completely powerless to do anything, you know? It's like, why don't you get help? Yeah, they closed those programs. As soon as he grabs that fire file, he's fired. If I was his boss, I'd be like, yeah. uh, oh, a patient, gra- uh, someone grabbed one of the patients. What? Grab patient's file? Uh, get the fuck out! Yeah, but that's only if he says something. I mean, this is Penny Fleck. Those files were, he had to go in the basement to find them. He didn't, he, he never had to cop to it. He'd be like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how the fuck they, and I don't the know where, they where were they? Yeah. Because they were, he the said he had to, we don't get to see everything in the file because that's a big motherfucker right there. Yeah. Is this you know where they cleverly his leave last you? name, don't you? Because what's a fleck? What? An insignificant little nothing, you know. Oh, okay, you yeah. A, you got a fleck of dandruff on you. This is where they leave you constantly questioning because they were like, because he had, he literally, his mom literally said, they were rich and powerful. They could make up anything they want. I mean, this is, I side with them because this is how I feel the rich and powerful handle things. Oh, they can no, throw people but... away if they want. And, I mean, if you're actually looking at the story on how the rich handle everything, like society just all disposable. Yeah, but you don't know? forget he, his he, mother is a psycho. And you don't know that. Wait, really wait, wait, wait. You can't trust anything in this movie that is said or remembered by someone who's mentally ill. Yeah, but the way Thomas Wayne is, his character, he's a complete shithead. He would totally cheat yeah, on his but- wife. With a servant, get her pregnant, and then have her locked up to get rid of her, throw her fucking kid away, have files made up. I mean, it's happened. Rich people do this yeah, kind of shit all the time. You're forgetting one people. little part to add to it. He was having an affair with her, let's say you and that. But what he didn't realize is he's having a fucking affair with a psychotic. <laughs> but he got her pregnant. I think he's his son. And to get rid of him, had everything made up because he's rich and powerful. He could do it. Yeah, but she still let her son get molested by a guy, so fuck her. Yeah, because she's out, down and out and fucking completely destroyed because Thomas Wayne threw her on the street. Uh, no, no matter Thomas Wayne threw on the street, there's still, that's not an excuse for letting... Uh, uh, someone fuck your son in the ass, adopt it or not. There's certain things you can't make up an excuse. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I'm sa- I'm not saying she wasn't mentally ill. 
I'm just saying Thomas Wayne got her fucking knocked up, even if she was mentally ill, and threw her out. I'm saying he knew that he could her death her. is deserved. Well, I'm not denying that. I mean, she fucked him up. She fucked him up even further. I'm just saying that I believe... I kind of believe her and him when they said Thomas Wayne is his father. I know. Oh, let, well, let, let the audience decide. He is a psychotic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, but I believe he is. I believe that... I believe her. It, it just him had, left it, because he is brain damaged. I, I, uh, I side with the victims always because the rich and powerful do what the fuck they want to whoever they want, get away with it, and could change history as much as they want to side with them. That's horrifying. When I first saw this in the theaters, I was like, yep, that is fucked up. I love throughout this whole movie, besides little whispers, you couldn't hear a mouth fart. Yeah. Thank you for everyone who watched this and made this a $100 million hit. Yeah. <laughs> and prove to fucking Hollywood that you don't have to make, you know, a straight and narrow film. You can actually go off, you know, into a different direction. doesn't have to be the same formulaic fucking comic book film. Yeah, we used to watch real, get to watch real movies. And I'm not talking about action films and stuff like that. I'm talking shit like uh, suburbia. Yeah. So right here, I mean, I kind of love it, but I kind of hate it. It's a direct ripoff of uh, Taxi Driver, and they purposely did that. Oh, here it is where he's, like, showing that he imagined his whole relationship with her. People have seen this film and listening to us talk are probably like, ah, who cares? Yeah, we've seen it, but it's like you got to really meditate on it, like how mentally And I do love is. the fact that they didn't use it for the easy shock like most would do. Yeah. And I do agree with Todd that he didn't kill her because he was nice to her. Yeah, he, no, he was definitely sweet on her. Nice to him. Yeah, he was, he was sweet on her, and she never mistreated him. Which is the other thing about this Joker. It's like, Jokers in the past, they didn't give a fuck who you were. they kill you. He actually has, like, a moral compass. If you're not a piece of shit, he's not going to harm well, you. Well, I want not as much as a moral compass, and he just wants love, and people who give him love, he gives them love. It's yeah. Just for him, love is not blowing your fucking brains out. <laughs> <laughs> or stabbing you in the neck and the eye with a pair of scissors. <laughs> I like that little thing where he's laughing so hard his neighbor below him is like, bum, 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 shut up. <laughs> he just laughs even harder. you fucking like you was? Fuck you. Ah, uh, yes, the good old days where you could smoke in a hospital. <laughs> Not just in the hospital, but in the patient room, You know, room I had too. someone that called this, uh, someone um, said uh, it was in on a movie board, and they're like, it's just, it was unrealistic how someone was smoking in a hospital room. 
And I went, you're in your 20s, aren't you? And they went, yeah, you, yes, yes. why? <laughs> okay, enough said. Yeah, no, back then you could smoke it. I remember, um, shit, my sister had her baby in the 80s. And I remember they're sitting there in the hospital, everyone smoking. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, in a fucking arcade, you see motherfucker fucking playing Pac-Man next to a little kid with a yeah. fucking cigarette dangling out of your mouth. Yeah. No, my sister, my nephew was born in, um, what was it, 85, 86. And, yeah, I remember when he we were all in the hospital, everyone's sitting there smoking away, you know, on the maternity floor. Oh, <laughs> uh, This is the scene where everyone in the audience just kind of like, they really didn't know how to feel. They were like, wow, she fucked him up. But at the same time, it's like, um, that's his mom he's killing or, or the woman that raised him he's killing. She had a stroke. She's disabled. He's killing a disabled woman. What the fuck? Me, I was like, oh, fucker. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like the motherfucker in the old Roman gladiator movies. Well, I was. Just thumbs down and looked, you know. I didn't mention the composer of the soundtrack. That's Hildur... Gundader, Dortier, whatever the fuck. It's some yeah. Norwegian, Swedish name. But, I mean, the score of this movie definitely sets the tone. Like, without this score, the impact of the film, I think, would have well, been a lot less. you know the real reason they got away with all a lot of the shit in this movie? What? The budget was like twenty was $25 million. Yeah. So you're you're wondering about an answer machine. There he is with a VCR. What's your what's your what you what are you saying about that? This is 1981. 82. You got a yeah. VCR. 82. That was like 400. dollars <laughs> But his mother's <laughs> in and so is him. So this is really when VCRs really started to become big. Yeah. We didn't so get apparently he made en- about eighty So apparently he made enough money to uh, get a VCR. This is also uncomfortable, the way he's, like, trying to get ready for his quote-unquote performance. <laughs> yeah, well, he was more purple. Yeah. Oh, no, he's slowly... But see, he's still not. Oh, he's got a Murray Franklin mug. That's funny. He's he's slowly slipping into being the Joker. Like it's t- taking him over. It's not he's slipping into it. It's taking him over. Slowly, Arthur yeah. is dying. The mask is dying. The Joker's taking over. But he's still the enough of the Arthur Fleck is telling him to kill himself. Oh, and here's something yeah. else that I forgot. This is 1982 New York. I thought it was 81. Well, 81, 82, it don't matter. No, it doesn't me the most beast. But... I remember in the document. What? Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say that. Um, I remember uh, Todd Phillips saying it was 81. It's 82 because fucking Zorda gave late is 82, and I checked, and so's Excalibur. Oh, okay, cool. All right. 
<laughs> well, Todd. Well, Todd but Phillips, here's my you lied. Uh, What's your point? You could go, and if you weren't morally high ground, probably go to some motherfucker that had access to mob two warehouses that had lots of VCRs and stuff and probably <laughs> get it at a cheaper oh, price. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, what is it, the hot street value uh, <laughs> days? Yeah. Where you wanted something? That used to, I missed that in New York. Walking yeah. around the city and finding no people selling that. shit. Is that he would just would sell stuff at a flea market called up and he's like, hey, I got a, a case full of fucking VCRs and t- here, would you like them? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember the blanket guys. You'd be walking down the street in New York and somebody would throw down a blanket. Would have, there it is, the letter. Love your smile, TW. That's not her handwriting. Yes, it is. I checked and see. The loops no, it's not. are... No, it's not. The loops are the same. Okay, okay, Detective uh, Steve. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure you're an expert in hand, handwriting. No, I, I believe. Expert, I, I believe. know that my weird little quirks, like I couldn't forge mine because I have a certain little quirk with a. I can't write for shit, but I do have a weird way of writing an R. Nope, I'm gonna after after we're done with this show, I'm gonna actually go and compare. I'm gonna I mean, I'm gonna get screenshots and I'm gonna I'm doing I'm going Batman on you. I'm gonna investigate this shit. I love <laughs> I love this scene. People this were shitting my favorite their pants because they weren't expecting this level yeah. of violence. Because yeah. until this thing right here, this movie could have been a PG thirteen because Oh yeah. There's no fucks in this movie so far. Well, I don't know about PG-13, because he was just in the bathroom with his balls and cocks flapping around in his underwear. That's really disturbing. Yeah, but you know what I mean. There's no fucks in it. There's been no extreme violence. Well, yeah, he shot... No, even the guy when yeah. he shot the guys, it wasn't that violent. Yeah, it was just shocking because it came out of nowhere. Yeah, I love this and scene. on the level that he I, takes it on this scene, this scene... There's no yeah. turning back. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love the whole line where it's like, well, what's with the makeup? My mom died. I'm celebrating. Whoa. <laughs> Just a smiley face well, and a cigarette. Well, be honest with me, replace the word mom with sister. Yeah. Oh, and look people, at that look. No, I'm not joking. I'd be like, Happy days are here again. <laughs> and they'd be asking me, why am I drinking a whole gallon of water at her funeral? I uh, mean, just look at the level of fucking violence right here, you know. Yeah, smashing his it head. It goes from like maybe three to fucking eleven. <laughs> <laughs> and it's bloody. Like, there's just, the the, the red shit is everywhere. What? <laughs> I, <love it. laughs> I gotta use that in the movie. He killed her. Please. How do you know? Yeah. The red shit is everywhere. 
I hear you have yeah. to laugh, you know. Or else <laughs> well, yeah, people really and up. <laughs> you watch the Murray Franklin show? Like that just came out of nowhere. <laughs> and when he said that in the theater, everyone just started cracking up because it's like, and that's the brilliance of this scene. Like it's intense punch in your face violence. Then there's levity. Then it brings you back down. And you're still scared shitless because you're like, is he going to fucking yes. kill this guy? Well, yeah, he's gone at this point. Like, he's done. Joker's, Joker's got him, you know? He's now so the Joker. This is the last, the thing, last kind act that Arthur Fleck does. You know? Look at him. <laughs> His face he's making. <laughs> and that's the funniest. The fucking, the, he can't reach the lock because he's a dwarf. <laughs> and I love how sweet he is man. about this. It could have been, yeah. you know, a trick where he just kills him. Yeah. And I love that they didn't go there. I love that he let him live. But you know, Joker, you're expecting that. Well, it's funny because they always because someone brought up. Well, you ever see his henchmen in his comic books? They're always yeah. little people or big fat guys. So he took care of the big fat guy because he betrayed him. But the little guy is his friend. So it's like, all right, so, you know, there basically would have been Joker henchmen if this was a different movie. You know what I'm saying? The fact that they covered why does these guys, after psychotic as Joker is, why do they keep working with him? Yeah. You know what they say? Great insurance package. (laughs) Yeah. And yes, Todd Phillips says he put this song in there on purpose to fuck up people. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people were pissed about this song. Because they were like, isn't, he a, isn't Gary Glitter a child molester? Did he actually molest or would he just like nude pictures of kids? Which is horrible. No, he it. went to a country where you bought, hook, bought teenage hookers and really? bought teenage hookers. Oh. No, is he dead? I hope he died horribly. I hope Gary Glitter died horribly. But he did. Well, Todd Phillips, I mean, he came off of woke culture got on him because of the hangover film. He got eviscerated because yeah. of his comedy films. So he, he made hard this. This is like real comedy nowadays. You, yeah. Like, fucking Blazing Saddles has a goddamn disclaimer before it now on HBO Max. Talking oh, really? about oh. how this is a film, this is a film of its time. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, Todd Phillips got this right. So this, this movie was actually made because of how he got treated with his comedies. You know, and it's kind of like he's like the Joker. It's like you don't get comedy subjective. You don't get it. This is basically you get what you fucking deserve. Oh, you people hate and my right Joker there film? It shows well, how tough yeah. the Joker really is because he's just got hit by a car and he just gets up and do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been hit by cars several times because I used to ride my bike and I'm in an urban area. And I've been ran down on the streets on bikes. I've been hit by cars many times. And every time I got hit, I ended up in the hospital. So every time I see him get hit by the car, I'm like, there is no fucking way he just got up from that rag. <laughs> yeah, and let's be honest. Car, 
Uh, Fred does piss off people that level. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got ran down by an SUV crossing the street in New York. And riding my bike on a highway to get to work, a car pulled out of a McDonald's parking lot at full speed, trying to get, trying to beat someone in the traffic, and ran me down. Yeah. My bike and me flew over the top of his car. He hit me so hard. And to me, this scene is sad because it shows a nasty truth. Which is? These cops are killed because of the scumbag asshole cops. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And here you go, Arthur thinking fast. Just get out of the way. Let these guys fight. Let me get out of here. And plus one of his one of the Joker's best tricks is he knows how to be invisible. Yeah. And I'm not talking like, you know. Well, he uses his environment. He's a master at using the environment that he's in. And it's, it, that's even in the comic book. Like, he knows how to use the chaos around right. him, and he knows Look, how to use the environment. When this killed, the cop did not act shoot the guy. The guy grabbed his gun, and the gun went off. Gun, yeah. I love how Arthur just starts laughing because <laughs> he knows he's gotten away. Kill <laughs> the rich. And this is, this is my favorite scene when he gets out and does his little dance. I love this. I can watch this over and over again. <laughs> his yeah, mocking but dance. How does this kill the rich? Those guys are just two dumb beat cops. Yeah. And this really goes back to something said in the dark night. Which is? Some people just want to see the world burn. And I think that's what he oh, wants yeah. now. Yeah. Well, and I had a discussion with a friend of mine about, like, loyalty. You said, you know, oh, great health care plan. But, um... The movie this really sets up loyalty for future Joker because it's like, well, why are they loyal to him? Because they see him as a savior almost. Like, here's a rep- here's an oppressed people by the rich. He's shown them the evilness of the rich, how they really look down on him. He's almost like a fucking heroic figure to them. I know, Even though he's that's just how fucked walk- up everything, how fucked up yeah. is the world that they look at a psychotic like this as their fucking hero? Well, they did the same to Bernie Getz. Remember how many psychos out there fucking went and bought guns going, I'm going to defend myself from these street hoodlums. You know, yeah, was that then they gang, ended the up not Angel. knowing how to shoot and the street hoodlums uh, yeah. beat the living shit out of them. Yeah. Yeah, and so many innocent people got hurt after that. That's one of the best scenes. What's the difference between you and me? What makes you better? I'm not wearing hockey pads. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I mean, no. So, the, but like the loyalty of his of his gangs, and this sets kind of sets it up. It's like because they see Joker as, yeah. hey, he's saving us from the rich that are repre- that are oppressing us. You know. So he's, And at the end, when he's standing there in the car, everyone's cheering for him. He's seen as a hero. 
which is fucked up. That's how far down Gotham sank, you know, into depravity. Not depravity, yeah. but uh, desperation. That's the word I'm looking for, desperation. But Bernie Getz, yeah, well, he fucking... Sure he, to underline that the fact that... Uh, Batman got rid of the mobsters, but when he did that, he made a he made it a clear for a worse level of fucking criminal. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, you there, Steve? Yeah. You dropped out again. Okay, good. Well, it's funny. I was gonna say, you know, the whole that time period in New York with the Guardian Angels. I remember fucking watching them march around. Everyone saw them on the news as heroes. They're protecting us from these thugs. Yeah, and I remember standing on the streets in New York, and they would walk around pushing people around, acting like, you know, worse than the gangs themselves. Fucking just, they were high on their, they were intoxicated by their own fucking bullshit. Look at us, we're heroes in the eyes of the media. More like a death skull right there than the Joker's makeup. Yeah. There he goes with the left arm. Anyhow, all you they had to do to change that was a light. Yeah. His entrance was improvised. They did. They have like twenty different takes of it because he kept doing it differently every time they reshot it. And he said they had to choose one, which was they said was hard. Was one of the hardest decisions because they were all great. You know that Joker is the only the second movie character ever to hold a special record. For what? Winning Oscars for the same oh. character played by two different actors. Really? I didn't know that. <laughs> That's yeah. Great. That was improvised. You know what the first was? <laughs> Heath Ledger? No, yeah, the first one, Heath Ledger and uh, Joaquin Phoenix playing Joker. But the first character was Don Vito Corleone, played by Marlon Brando in Godfather 2. And who huh. played him in God? I mean Godfather. But who played him in Godfather Part 2? I don't know. I never saw the Godfather films. Well, look to the look to the right of the Joker. Oh, okay. <laughs> Robert, Robert De Niro. De Niro. <laughs> but yeah, they're the only two the only two characters to ever get Oscars for the same character. Yeah. That's funny. A lot of people didn't get who that woman. So the the significance of the sex doctor there that's supposed to be Doctor Ruth. Remember her? The old Jewish yeah. woman that would give sex why, advice. Why <laughs> Dr. Ruth is there? Why? Oh, she was always Dark on the talk return. show. Yeah. And that's out in an amazing animated movie. You need to get that, too. It's fucking great. Which one? The Dark Knight You broke up. What was that? The Dark Knight Returns. Oh, okay. I have it, actually. I have the graphic novel, too. Yeah. That's a great <sighs> one. And yeah. I'm amazed they let them get away with that, too. Yeah. 
And I love how they have what I call funeral drums playing here. Yeah, where it's like, boom. Boom. yeah. <laughs> Live with Murray, Franklin Murray. You know what's funny? Every time I watch this, I want to watch Christmas Evil. Because that's like the same time period and same, like, creepy feel to it. I don't know why. He's dead. <laughs> See, now that's the direct, like, him. Oh, this is the important what? speech for Todd. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say, yeah. Because this is when Wolf Culture got on about his humor. That's what this directly is. He just told a joke that no one else found funny. Todd Phillips made the Hangover films, which people, I mean, they were funny, but people were like, oh, my God, they're offensive. And he's like, fuck you. It's funny to me. I'll make a comedy. Did your dad ever have any of those ethnic joke books they put out during the 70s? What, like the truly tasteless jokes? Yeah, truly tasteless joke or the big book of Polish yeah. jokes, the big book of black jokes, the big book of Mexican jokes, the big book of Yeah, Italian I remember those. I, my mom mistakenly bought me a set of the truly tasteless jokes because she was like, oh, you're funny. Here you go, Freddie. And I'm reading them like, oh, my God, Mom, do you have any idea what you just gave me? <laughs> but they were funny. That's the point. They were, they were funny. Yeah. There you go. Comedy. Yeah, this comedy is directly is written because. Yeah. Do you remember what Mel Brooks said when I asked him what's the difference between comedy and tragedy? What was that? Comedy is when you slip on a banana peel and fall down a manhole and break your neck. Tragedy is when I do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah I'm this... glad that we grew up when comedy was dangerous. People yeah. like Richard Pryor, uh, Lenny Bruce, mm-hmm. uh, George fucking Carlin, you know, yeah. when they were able to say what the fuck they wanted and weren't afraid of offending. Eddie Murphy. Them. Early Eddie Murphy. Delirious and raw. See right that. Why is everybody That's upset true, about right this? Here. Yeah. Like ninety percent of the people that the guy who they put behind Black Lives Matter. Yeah. If he wasn't shot and murdered by the cops, would ninety percent of those people even take a piss on him if he was on fire? Well, no, I completely disagree with that, but I'm not going to get into it on the show. I'll talk to you offline about that one. Okay. Yeah, they expect us. They've gotten used too used to us taking it at the ass. Yeah. This was another scene in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> but he's right about that. Like, rich people get away with shit all the time. Rich people are seen as above us. 
something tragic happens to them. Well, it is a oh, my God, we're all supposed to cry. People that think that they're better than anybody else. Yeah. But when some a commoner gets killed or fucking dies, we're just, eh, whatever. <laughs> this became a meme. I love that this became a meme. You think it's funny? Yes, I do. <laughs> Mary. I love the way he says that. Mary. Like, uh, wasn't it about, yeah, it was in the 90s where that black guy who was a cop got caught out on the streets without his badge on, and he got shot in the fucking back. Yeah. So when this scene happened in theaters, the, the same reaction probably with every showing that I saw, people gasped. <laughs> I mean, I saw it coming, but no one else saw it coming. <clears throat> Everyone else, you know, because they set it up that he was going to kill himself, but nope. <laughs> and if you read the graphic novel, you know, you know, the Dark Knight Returns, you knew what was going to happen. Because this is kind of in that. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> Kids probably sitting there going, what's that? That image. <laughs> That's what used to happen when TV went off the air. And I love this scene right here with the TV things and all that. Yeah. Well, it's funny because someone Network, brought up. Which is another they, film that people need to fucking see. Yeah. It's funny because, like, they they censor him saying the curse word, but they show him blowing Franklin, uh, Franklin's brains out, which is so typical TV. You can see violence, but don't don't say the F word. Oh, with black curtains. Mm. I love this part, too. Well, it's like the MPAA. I can say, oh, fuck. Nothing will happen. But if I say, I want to fuck. Yeah. I get in trouble. You can't use the word in a sexual connotation. This is all too eerie, like the riots, because this is what just happened in America. This is just what we experienced because of fucking murderous cops. Ace in the hole. That's Hypatia Lee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she was gorgeous. Oh, I remember God, her. Yeah. She was gorgeous. Oh man, that oh, brings back have memories. Have you seen her lately? No, she horrible. Still is just as freaking gorgeous. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love that. I know. It's beautiful. <laughs> and then bam. <laughs> They got it perfect, like old Times Square look. Oh, they got yeah, it perfect. Look, he's in the Gosh. The, this movie, I mean, I, this is going to age very well, this film. In 10 years, this film's still going to be important. Because you can of see the quality. It already. Good quality. Yeah, because it's 
damn and, ma- well what's made. What's sad is we used to and, get shit like this all the time in the fucking 70s yeah. and 80s. Oh, that's Market Street, New York. Nice. Okay. See, they revere him as a hero, as almost um, a, a savior. Here's the almost, only thing, you know? only time they use really cliche iconography. Yeah. So I feel like, like Jesus, yeah, they're yeah. gonna lay him out in the Christ pose. Yeah. Yeah, that is like typical. That's my. That's another great image. The fucking burning limo. Hey, blowout. <laughs> there it is. Blowout. The gay blade. The gay blade. <laughs> and I love it when they turn the corner. Finally, one of the movie posters is one of my all-time favorite films. Well, what? I'll say it when it when they show it. I'll say it when they show it. Arthur, Yes. Not that, but I love this. We've seen this image a million. We've seen this in a, in Batman films a hundred times. The, the killing of Bruce Wayne's parents. And there's but the this is one of my poster. Yep. Wait, 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 wait. I love this one because they took the the same story you've seen a hundred times of Bruce Wayne's parents getting shot, but instead of it being a robbery. It's more like, fuck you, rich bitch, and fuck you, you rich fuck. This is revolution. So it just has a deeper meaning, you know, than just give me the jewel. Give me your pearl. This It's really an act of fuck you violence, like a hateful violence that takes out Bruce's parents. Ugh, look at them, all destroyed. Where is that one guy? There's one guy that's holding a wicker chair. Oh, there he is in the background. <laughs> it's like, hey, I know we're all rioting, but um, if anyone gets tired, I have a chair for you. <laughs> yeah. Why do you have a fucking broken, wicked chair? <laughs> I mean, it's just 1981. Wicker chairs are popular, you know? <laughs> yeah, see, they, they see him as like almost a revolutionary hero. And that's why, like, if they made further got, uh, Joker film. Right yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's, this is iconic. Like, that pose, first of all, is great, where he's dancing, because he's a dancing fool. He's graceful. Yeah, they see him as a revolutionary leader, which is, which is insane. Ah, oh, this is great. I love this. This is my profile pic on Facebook for the longest. Right here. And bam, the bloody smile. That's beautiful. That is just straight up beautiful. He's in his glory right now because he's finally where he really wanted to be. If you really look in the comics, the Joker is supposed to be as skinny as Joaquin is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he's emaciated. It, it's part of the uh, mental illness and his obsession.
Yeah, see, right there, boom. That's why people are loyal to him. If you ever wonder why, how does Joker get fucking loyal people? Because they see him as a revolutionary leader rather than just, hey, boss, you know? Yeah, but I think that's even scarier. What I said and what the comics said, too, actually makes sense, and that's a goddamn sad thing. Yeah. (laughs) You get a health plan with him. (laughs) Yeah. God, look at him. He's got flaky skin. It's like you could just, uh You just, uh. I always wonder what was wrong with his fingers. Like, they're burnt? Like, what's going on there? <laughs> you see what I was, did you see In what I was talking about? In the white room with black curtains at the sea. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Here you I go. Love it's coming it. up. It's coming up. Yeah, no, it's you great. Because he, he sees it like the future Batman. He knows what's coming. Right there. Look up the wall to the right. Wolfen. Yes, Wolfen. One of my all-time favorite movies. I was so happy when I saw Todd Phillips stuck that in there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I love he's that like, movie. This movie takes place in 91. And I look at the poster going, bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. 82. <laughs> 82. Yeah, 82, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he got his revenge, and he knows it, you know? And now uh, little Bruce well, is an orphan just like he is. Now. Yeah. Yeah, it's so the comedy of life, yeah. Life is a joke. And the song, I mean, the, the end song. Some people get their kicks stomping on your dream. And that's so fucking true. And he learned that lesson. Ugh. And I do you gotta wonder, what did he do? You could miss the fact that he killed the... The doctor or social worker or whatever she was. Yeah, yeah. the person examining him. Because he's leaving a bloody trail behind him after he walked out the room. Oh, I never noticed that. 13 is on the wall. Hey, that's my number, 13. And I love how this is supposed to represent the the conflict between him and Batman. Yeah. Batman's going to keep chasing him forever. Mm-hmm. But that was the biggest complaint people said was like, oh, he's so much older. But it's like, but is he really going to be the Joker or is someone going to take over for him? How do you know the guy in the alleyway that killed Bruce's parents don't become Joker? You know? Yeah. That is great. There's no one Joker. And I'm please, God, I don't want a sequel. I don't want a sequel. No, I don't. Yeah, I would be happy if this was just a film. They can make a hundred comic book films with Joker, but leave this one alone. You know, don't continue this one. If they do sequel, it's gonna. It's gonna-